Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abagnale. One sentence summary. Catch Me If You Can is the story of how Frank Abagnale, one of the most famous con artists in history, faked over eight identities, several professions, and cashed over $2.5 million of forged checks in the 1960s, until the police finally caught him at age 21. My favorite quote from the author is, It's not what a man has, but what a man is, that's important. I know who I am and what I am, and that's what counts, not what other people might think of me. Frank Abagnale This is one of my favorite stories of all time. Sure, Leo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks can take major credit for it, as they played their characters brilliantly in the Oscar-nominated 2002 movie adaption of this book which depicted the life of Frank William Abagnale Jr. with wit, accuracy and excitement. When his parents' marriage, family life and father's successful business broke apart at age 16, Frank ran away from home, deciding to venture out on his own. For the next five years, he lived a life most people wouldn't even dare dreaming of, pretending to be an airline pilot, flying all around the world, claiming to be a doctor, a lawyer and a professor. There's a great deal of lessons to be learned from his life, but there are three that most stood out to me. 1. Don't turn a means into an end. 2. Lying is actually a lot more difficult than being honest because you have to maintain every single lie. 3. Don't discredit any single one of your skills. You never know what it might be good for. Catch these lessons if you can. Catch me if you can, lesson 1. Don't let a means become an end. This answers the question, how did the con man in Catch Me If You Can end up the way he did? Why would anyone become a con artist as early as age 16? Sure, Frank Abagnale was an extreme case, but how did he end up with his career choice? Quote unquote? I believe it comes down to this. Being a spoiled child, Frank Abagnale never had a chance to learn the value of hard, honest work. Growing up, his dad had a successful business and would always secretly give Frank extra money. He even got him a credit card and a cool car. However, not having earned any of this for himself, Frank didn't know how hard his father had to work for all these things. He only saw the gap between his part-time warehouse clerk salary and the things he wanted. Money for gas and taking beautiful girls out to dinner. Naturally, he did the only thing he knew. Take a shortcut. But eventually, that shortcut became his way of life. Initially pulling off most his credit card, check and pilot scams to impress women, at some point he turned this means into an end. But no means works forever. So when you define yourself entirely by the one way you're used to doing things, it's only a matter of time until you'll take a serious fall. And that's exactly what happened to Frank. Catch me if you can, lesson 2. Lying is exhausting because you have to keep track of everything you've said. This answers the question, why does lying never seem to work? This may have happened to Frank, but not for a while. It took national and international police five long years to catch Frank, because he was really good at one thing. Lying. However, the longer you lie, the bigger your construct of false statements gets, and the harder it becomes to maintain. For example, Frank had a notebook with very detailed notes about airline insider phrases, technical data, names, profiles and even phone numbers of people he'd met, just to make sure no other pilots or aircraft personnel could see through his ruse. Every time he took a deadhead flight, an empty seat in the cockpit for a fellow pilot traveling to another airport for business, to get around, 
he had something to talk about with his colleagues, such as optimal altitude levels, fuel consumption, or even a joke about a fellow pilot. While that made others believe he was a real pilot, this kind of lying gets exhausting quickly, because you have to keep track of exactly which lie you've told who forever and always. When you speak the truth, it's still the truth five years later. So if someone else asks you about the same thing, you don't have to think back to what you said originally. A web of lies grows quickly, which makes it almost inevitable to get entangled in it yourself one day. Catch me if you can, lesson three. Sometimes the wrong skill can lead you to the right path, so don't discredit anything you've learned. This answers the question, will the things we learn that we realize are wrong or false or are mistakes we made, will they somehow finally make sense? After being captured in France in 1969, Frank first served six months of jail time in an almost medieval prison, then another six months in Sweden before being extradited to the United States and sentenced to another 12 years. However, he spent a mere five of those in jail and was then granted parole in exchange for working with the FBI to help identify crimes involving fraud, forgery and scams. When he was released, he tried several real jobs, but was fired from all of them as soon as people found out who he really was. Eventually, he made use of what he was best at and started helping banks identify fraudulent checks. His company, Abagnell & Associates, has done so now for over 40 years, and he continues to teach at the FBI until this day. I'm not saying you should learn how to forge checks, but this just goes to show that you never know what a skill might be useful for. Sometimes, even learning what's the completely wrong skill at the time will one day lead you to the path you were meant to take. So don't discredit anything you've done, learned or experienced in your life. Embrace all of it and just let life unfold. Here's what I learned from Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abagnale. Let me first say that this movie is awesome. I suspect the book to be awesome. I watched a bunch of talks and read a couple book summaries and read the Blinkist summary for that one. Uh, there's a great talk by Frank, which I highly recommend you watch, which is called, uh, it's FED Talks. So FED as in, I think, uh, Federal Government, Federal Reserve. The FED Talks 2013, Frank Abagnale. Just look it up on YouTube. It's brilliant. Um, and, and he gives a cool snapshot of the whole story as well in that talk. So, and then, by the way, also watch the movie. It's funny. It's uh, it's exciting. It's really really cool. Um, about lying, I have a quote about lying or about the whole lying lying issue we talked about. Um, turning a means into an end. So, okay, let's go through the lessons one by one. First. Don't let a means become an end. So imagine this. You're, you're this privileged child. You have everything you want and need. Your dad gives you money. You have you you come home to a full table every, every night. Uh, and again, it's the 60s, right? Uh, so that was, like the, that was like the dream. They had a really, really good life. And then all of it is taken away and it all falls apart. But you ha you're not at the point, you have never had a real job before, never had a proper thing, and you don't understand why you can't be so 
like as rich as your dad and where the money comes from and you don't really understand many of these things because in the 60s many parents didn't really talk to their children either right they didn't talk about like what's going on at work or it was like the man came home and he was the man and the wife made dinner and then and tell me what's in school son do you have good grades and so on right it was a different time back then so how how the hell was he supposed to know that you're supposed to work 10 years for that kind of money that he was making in 10 days so he he just didn't know right so he was like okay let me try this you know like let me try putting the emblem of the airline on my check and let's see if they take that and they took it and it was like okay that's money right so he did, just didn't understand the whole connection he was just a child when he left so there's lots of psychology going on there. And I can't stress this enough. I didn't learn this as a child or I didn't learn this as early as I should have either. I did, never had to take a job when I was younger. I always had money. I could just wish for money for Christmas and buy whatever I wanted. And it was great. It was a wonderfully uh, like stress-free time. It was a wonderful time to grow up, to learn to deal with myself and like become the sort of whole person. I had no problems, no confidence issues, nothing. But I didn't realize how long it would take to actually make money the way I want to and like how hard it would be. So I learned this way too late. And this is something I want to do better with, with my children. And um, I want to teach them the value of working hard, right? Because the earlier you learn that money doesn't fall from the trees, the better. Just my opinion. Secondly, the whole lying thing. I love the Mark Twain quote. It seems to keep coming up this week. It's something like... The beautiful aspect of always telling the truth is that I never have to remember what I said. And that's basically all this is, right? You build this construct of lies, and if you don't remember it, it's like taking out one of the bricks at the bottom and it collapses on you. Because you might say to that one guy, hey, didn't you used to hang out with uh, Peter? And then then you, and he says, who's Peter? I don't know any Peter. And you say, like, fuck. Right? So... It's it's very hard to maintain lies. It's really you see he kept track of in of everything in journals and so on. So that was really really hard. And the last part, I think that brilliantly shows a lesson I also learned this week, which is that success and self improvement, like how good of a person you are and you're trying to become, is not necessarily related to how successful you are. Sure, some of the good habits you would create when you spend a lot of time on personal development might help you make more time for work but it does not mean you will be successful frank abagnale was successful in his profession if you want to call it that he had lots of money he so he had all the exterior signs of being successful but he didn't spend a lot of time on improving himself right he was running away from things he was avoiding confronting feelings he was he ran away from home right he had all these psychological problems that he never confronted but he was to the outward world successful and even like in getting away from from actual from the law he was successful for a long time so these two things are not related so that's one lesson obviously from from this the other is that it's never too late to start it's never too late to start either. It's never too late to start working harder for what you want until you actually deserve it. And it's never too late to start becoming a better person. So if you're 75 listening to this and you think, man, like, why should I bother, right? I'm going to go soon. You know what? Fuck it, right? Like, I know I'm being a mean old grump. I don't care. But it's never too late. Like, you could, you know the classic story, uh, what is that, um... Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, Charles Dickens, where the old 
dude is like 80 years old and he has the ghost visit him and then he goes out the next morning he's the nicest person in the world and i really believe that it's it's never too late to start to to start becoming better and i hope you will never go to prison but even in that case or take um Nelson Mandela, for example, right? Even in those cases where life goes really, really bad for a really long time, it might still work out in the end. So you never know, and it's never too late to start becoming better. Okay, enough rambling. I'm keeping you from watching the movie. Seriously, go watch the movie. It's great, absolutely great. Catch me if you can, Frank Abagnale's story. Learn it, watch it, have fun, enjoy. And I will see you on the next summary.